The Konza Show on cliffcentral.com. There it is. San Bernan Nonke. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much to Gareth and the gang back again tomorrow morning, 6 until 9. Hey, my name is Andrew Levy. I'm here with Rorisang Shamalala Saubon. Eta, 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 eta. I must greet you in your language. What's my language? Do my lang. Eta. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot you're from Pretoria. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gangsters out there. You gangsters out there. How are you, my friend? Interested. Interested. Mm. Are you ready for this? Hey. Is this the start of a revolution in our country? I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, never before have I felt that we might be just on the verge. Like, this is it. Well, I heard you speaking to some white person on the phone and you told them to pack their things and go. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> so, here's the thing. You have decided to position yourself. Um, as an observer to the, to the, to this revolution as it happens. Once the people are done turning things over, who do you think they're going to turn to? <laughs> the observers, of course. <laughs> Although there's something beautiful that happened uh, on the UCT campus yesterday. Um, mm. yeah, I heard uh, about that. yeah, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Well, tell us. I, I thought you were going to tell us. Yeah, go for it. You tell so, you. so there's this thing, right? Uh, Protesters and so on, and we've been hearing a lot of stories around how police are brutalizing protesters um, in, 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 across the campuses and across the country. So apparently a human chain of white, uh, white kids uh, went, white students went and surrounded the black protesters, almost created a human chain, and the police just froze. They, so, so it's one thing, it's much easier to go and confront a, uh, a black protesting student than it is to 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 confront this white white student. Were the cops huh? black or white? I don't know. I didn't check that. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't check that. But right. there, there, there's obviously th- there's here. a big there's a big conversation going on about that. And you're like, okay, yeah. So what does it say? Does it does it just point to how sick our society is in terms of uh, inequality and white privilege and so on, or is it just a sign of this is how we start to use privilege mm-hmm. by not by not standing on the sidelines and proclaiming and saying all these things, but actually getting involved and saying how do we use this privilege um, to better the cause or to 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 drive or put ourselves on the line in order to drive the agenda forward of of the of the struggling masses. All right, if you don't know what we're talking about and you've been under a in a, under a rock or in a cave for the last I don't know 3 weeks, we we have been hearing the news from uh, the fees must fall, the vits must fall, the UCT must fall, Stelis must fall. Um, someone went Monash must fall on their private institution. <laughs> <laughs> they also wanted to get involved. Have a listen yeah. to this uh, and let us start the conversation about political parties and the student struggle. Hey, it's the Konza Show. If you want to get in touch with us, we chat or hit us up on Twitter at Yebo underscore Livio or at Rory Shabalala. It's been lots of talk lately on social media. Let's start with this. Extremely complex argument that we got here. I think uh, the students have legitimate gripes. The, the pertinent and most burning issue at the moment is that fees must fall. 
An agreement has been reached to cap university fee increases at 6%. The firing should be at all directions. This is actually a national problem which is actually happening right now where school fees are going up by 10%, 11.3%. If government's not putting enough money into higher education, unfortunately we're going to see more of this. Over 1.3 million students enrolled for tertiary education. The right to a higher education, that's a constitutional right which is enshrined and it belongs to everyone so it doesn't belong to the rich. The bulk of them say they cannot afford ever-rising fees. To speak for a political party is problematic as you've just seen. Yes. Some people are claiming to have been here since Tuesday. We didn't start on Tuesday. I think it's important to keep our eyes on the poll and not speak political parties. We will have looked the beast in the eye. We will have come to terms with our horrendous past and will no longer keep us hostage. We will cast off its shackles and holding hands together, black and white. We will stride together into the future and looking at our past, we will commit ourselves never again. Now, here's the the interesting thing. So there are a number of different angles on this story, um, Fees Must Fall, uh, and a lot of the different angles have been looked at. An interesting angle, and particularly as you look at what happened with Musi Maimane uh, going onto the UCT campus yesterday and being booed off, is, is whether political parties have lost their legitimacy for young people in terms of just carrying the struggle of young people. And the reason this is a valid question is that we're seeing all of these, all of these, uh, all of these, uh, uprising, so to speak, happening outside of formal political mm. party uh, formations. What does that say? Are young people looking at official, uh, political parties and saying, ah, this is no longer the platform that can carry my dreams. These guys are people who've sold out. I mean, uh, Musima Mani in one of the videos, somebody actually screams, go away, you sell out. Uh, so, so is that, is that the issue? Have political parties in yeah, South Africa lost their legitimacy and, 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 and are forcing young people to find other outlets for their activism? I think it, it becomes even increasingly important important and interesting when you see that the leaders of, of some of these protests are from political parties. Mm. You know, we've got we've got Nompendulum Kachwa who the iconic picture of her is is wearing this uh, this ANC turban. Uh, but this struggle is not an ANC struggle, or at least it has not been characterized as such. So yes. so it's very interesting and, and, and what we'd like to understand in this show is and, and what what we'd like to, what we'd like to understand in this show is what is the relevance of political parties moving forward? Young people are saying, you know what? I mean, not even the EFF. And, and this is rather interesting because the EFF are the guys who are supposed to have come in on this wave of we're going to be the ones who represent the youth. We're the ones who are taking up the youth struggle. We're the ones who are taking up the black struggle. And not even they're able to lead this 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 whole thing legitimately. Ah, but Rory, they were dealing with where Casper has and Julius, AKA where has Come Julius on, Rory, uh, Rory, yeah, yeah, very interesting, right? So, <laughs> so in the in the heat of in the heat of all of this, we we see tweets that uh, uh, Julius Malema today is mediating between Casper. Kaspernovest and 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 AKA. That's an important issue. In right in the middle of all of this, right? So so then the question is, do do young people? And just recently, I mean, 
we, we had a conversation last week about black anger. We spoke to a number of different young people. And just recently, I also got an opportunity to speak to another young person, uh, an EFF person who was saying, look, I, I personally do not, uh, I no longer buy into this thing. This person says he's an EFF member, but he's saying, look, you know what? I no longer buy into this thing because even Julius has let us down. Mm. We see him now speaking softer in softer tones and so on. So he's he is not caring for the mission that we put. So young people are becoming increasingly uh, jaded by political formations. And the question then becomes why? Disillusioned is a good Disillusioned. word. Disillusioned. What word. are your thoughts? WeChat, you can hit us up. Uh, just go to cliffcentral.com or hit us up on Twitter at Rory Shabalala or at Yebo underscore Levy. Uh, what are your thoughts about fees must fall about political parties in this space? A lot of political parties started claiming that they had been there since the beginning, but we didn't see them. We definitely didn't see them. Um, and nor did the students who were protesting at the time. I saw a really interesting board at UCT uh, the other day, Rory, saying our parents sold, were sold dreams in 1994. We're just here for the refund. Beautiful. Mm, beautiful. 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 Uh, so we've got a lot of people joining us on the line from, from different places uh, across the country. Uh, Zikiswa Makubela uh, joins us from Rhodes University. She's the SOC president uh, at the Rhodes University. We're speaking to students. We want to hear your thoughts, your views. If you are young, if you are at a tertiary institution right now, join this debate. We want to hear. I mean, we're old fogies now, unfortunately, Rory. You as well. No, um, speak for yourself, uh, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Zikiswa, good morning to you and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for having me. So, talk to us. Uh, Vitz fees must fall, uh, seem to start a debate. And then, uh, you, Rhodes, very quickly hopped on and jumped on. Uh, what's going on at the, at the university right now? At the moment, uh, <clears throat> we are participating in the national shutdown. Um, and so currently there's a protest happening by the students. Um, and the university is kind of on, 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 on shutdown, uh, for the entire day. Um, and basically what the students say they want is that the students have a list of demand that they want to be met um, around fees and funding and the like. Zikisa, are you, are you a representative of any political party? Oh, no, I am not. Um, I, um, I, I ran for myself independently and unless I have stayed independent subsequent to that. So... On 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 the Rhodes campus, what's the what's the profile of the SRC? How many of your SRC are independents, and how many are uh, political party aligned? Okay, so it's interesting because a lot of us ran independently. Um, in in my year, um, everyone who was in the SRC ran independently, and as such, we push a very much independent mandate. Um, however, <clears throat> there are people going to be their political alliances outside of that. But primarily for moving as a student, they are very much independent. Is this then an interesting, an interesting thing that's emerging that uh, young people uh, are starting to find their outlet outside of the political formation? I'm sure that some of the political parties and the SESCOs and so on might have approached you. Why is it that you felt that you wanted to run as an independent as opposed to um, you know, aligning yourself with maybe Sasco, with Dasso, and, and, and all the rest? Okay, for a few reasons. Um, the first one, the simplest one, was that the atmosphere on those campus um, is a very strange one in that um, running under a political party banner is very difficult. Um, it's much easier running as an individual. Um, that was even the simplest one. Uh, the deeper one was that we just, I, I just at the time, we 
uh, with any of the political parties, um, nor with their philosophy. Um, yeah, and and, 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 and and that I think is a, is a culture happening around the country that uh, students are just saying that um, we don't resonate with the culture, we don't resonate with what we stand for. Um, so that, that's why then we have all over across the country um, movements springing up um, and, 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 and sort of advancing what the students think is pertinent right now, truly uh, from a place where as, as a student collective. Um, I think we're beginning to, to believe more and more that actually um, political parties and one of those banners is not something we want to do. Uh, are you a member of a political party? No, so, I am not. And and how old are you, Ziggy, if I may ask? Um, I'm 21. You're 21. So is your sense that uh, this generation of young people are increasingly going to find their voice outside of political formations? And, and what does that then say? Why are you not seeing the likes of the ANC Youth League or the DASO um, or even the EFF as, as the right platforms for your activism? So you clearly are an activist because you wanted to run for SRC and so on. But then why is it that you're not seeing involvement in a political party as being an important part of that? I know because um, the political parties in the country have, have become more interested in political point scoring than advancing meaningful causes. Um, so, and that for us is that for us has led to a deep disillusionment about um, us joining them and whatnot. Because I think more than anything else, uh, the movements that have sprung up across the country have been interested in advancing a particular cause, um, and that cause is simply being to decolonize the country um, via decolonizing the higher education sector. Um, and that and that speaks to a range of things. That speaks to creating um, a, a space in which um, the university are not colonial spaces, and that the black child can succeed with the university. And that speaks to economic um, development. That speaks to economic growth. And that speaks to uh, a range of things: dismantling inequalities and, and that type of stuff. And I think um, um, in many cases, in many spaces, um, there's another thing that we that the students try is that an issue of policy. Um, most Observations have been sucked into this uh, neoliberal um, capitalist economy, which students across the country are more and more vehemently and starkly against, and students more and more are interested in a more socialist framework in which we are more concerned about each other than just our individual development. So, Ziggy, so you're speaking about all of these terms, neoliberal, capitalist, and so on. So you, you're not part of a political formation, but you, you seem to have a certain po- political philosophy that you espouse. What has driven um, you to this particular social, I mean, this political ideology? And, and, and what is it that feeds you? So, so as, an, as an independent, you know, what, what, is the, what is the political and social um, the socio-political uh, uh, um, philosophy that 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 guides you, and who who are you guided by? Because in the past, you would see the political leaders would have come through these formations, have gone through political schooling, and so on. As an independent, you're essentially picking up from here and there, and you're forming your own philosophy. Where where is it coming from? Um, a, a function of higher education, right? Is that uh, we must. Um 
engage ourselves in, in academic discourse. We must engage ourselves um, in advancing our own thinking. Um, and that's partly uh, where a lot of my thinking comes from. It comes from, from somewhere it comes from. Um, social theory of an issue that comes from uh, a bit lesser so uh, comes from class every now and again. Um, but more often than not, it comes from engaging and, and thinking critically about the world of standards um, and being socially aware. Um, and what further influences that is that I am primarily a Christian, and so um, a tenet of Christianity is, is the idea of justice. Um, and that idea of justice also speaks to broader terms, you know, like social justice, um, and what that means, and that and that informs again um, a, a very social, a very a very socialist standpoint. And then you move away from things like things like justice, um, and you start looking at things like. Um, uh, when um, when the personal interest is formed, where everyone sells all their property and they make sure that no one within them has need, and 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 that type of philosophy informs how I view how money should be spent and what um, should be done, the economy should be done within the country, um, and, 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 and 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 sort of dismantling uh, colonial. Um, Zikiso, uh, can I can I, inter- can I interject here? You, you're sounding like a very a good politician in training, I must say. Like lots of rhetoric here, which is great. Let me let me let me put this to you. Right now, currently in this country, if you had to align with a political party, which one would it be? Which one is closest <coughs> to you? And I'm going to push you for an answer here. Uh, that's a difficult one for for a range of reasons. Um, if I had to choose a party and I had to choose a party based on a policy level, um, and not now an issue of education, um, because I think um, as a citizen of poor, if I if I want to choose party based on policy level, um, it would probably be um, between uh, the EFF and the NLP. And that's and that's purely from a just from a policy point of view. You said um, it's it could either the EFF or or the ANC. Okay. So, uh, so but, uh, but, is, but again, yeah. but again, let me just deal with my answer when it comes to the ANC. Uh, the ANC with its original policies, not the senior neoliberal staff that they are trying to shut down our kids now. You so, sorry, so say that again, we lost you. You say the ANC is what? The, but I'm saying I would choose the ANC with its old uh, policies, not this new uh, neoliberal policies that they are trying to push down our kids now. So, uh, I'm really, so... Uh, we're obviously getting a lot of, you know, you're anti-neoliberal and so on. What, what is your understanding of what neoliberal is? And, and, and where does your, 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 your not liking it stem from? Uh, if you're not, if you're not rooted in any political, uh, philosophy. Okay. Uh, so neoliberal economics basically, um, stem from a place of saying that, um, let us let the economy function as it is, uh, and let us not disturb our functions, and, um, and, and, and that it will somehow take care of everyone. Um, and that, that that's the best uh, situation for any economy that people, uh, there's no government intervention and that all stuff. So we want a free market, basically. Um, and then the argument with that is that uh, what will tend to happen is that there will be a trickle down from the rich to the poor when it comes to uh, issues of um, finances and the like. However, we really know this to be a fact that that's just not true. Um, the rich seem to get richer and the poor seem to get poorer and the inequality becomes bigger. Um, and so 
uh, ways my dislike for it rooted. My dislike for it is rooted when I walk through um, MTAT and I look at the deep poverty that um, that we live in. And then um, later on, just, just about half an hour later, I walk through the other half of MTAT and I see how rich and how opulent other people are. And um, there's, something in there's something that's just not right about that. How could some people have so much um, while others have barely anything to survive? Um, I see when I walk through Gramstown, which um, at some point, halfway through Gramstown, all of a sudden you can see the difference, right? Uh, it's just visible in your eyes. The inequality is horrible. Uh, I see when I walk through Guanlang and Cape Town, um, and I walk through all the shacks and the flats, like where my people are suffering and they're poor. And then half an hour later, I'm in Constantia, and I see the opulence um, and, the, and, the, and the just... Uh, the rich, the like, uh, people who spend money on things that they, that mm. they don't need, people who ride fancy cars that um, they don't need, while that people are still struggling to figure out what they're going to eat for tonight. Well, it's, in- um, it's interesting you say that because uh, we've got a we've got a few tweets coming through. Uh, you can hit us up at at Rory Shabalala or at Yebo underscore Levy. Uh, Nzuzo Dube says the majority of youth struggles across the world are not affiliated to political parties; they're captured by a cause. Josi uh, Mochidi says all negotiations should be done in good faith and and as a resolve uh, that benefits every party. Um, just very interestingly and very quickly, we've, we've been speaking to Zikiswa Makubela, Rhodes University SRC president. Of course, Rhodes Fees Must Fall has joined in the close down the varsities. Um, what, what do you think of, you spoke about the ANC and EFF earlier that you would be affiliated to one of those. What do you think of, um, yesterday's uh, occurrences of Musi Maimane being booted off UCT campus? Do you think that was right by the, the UCT students? Um, do you think he should have been there in the first place? What are your thoughts? Okay. No, uh, I'm fine. All right, we seem to have lost uh, Zikisa Makubela. Thank you for joining us. He is the SRC president of Rhodes University. Uh, Arasaf is uh, phoning in, apparently uh, wanting to speak to us. Arasaf, good, uh, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, everyone. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. In. Great, great. So are you part of the ANC Youth League? No, I'm from the economic professors. I'm the regional professor. Ah, I see. <laughs> you see, I'm already offending you and we haven't even started the conversation. Apologies. Apologies about that. So, uh, you're part of the EFF. Been a lot of discussions around where has Julius Malema been in this? Uh, any specific reason why he's not at the campuses? Uh, currently, uh, the Julius Malema, Julius Malema is everywhere. Uh, the Tunisian fighters, we are everywhere. We are in the communities, we are in the campus. <laughs> we are everywhere. We are protecting the struggle. Uh, Arasaf, Ara, Ara, if I can cut you in, are you saying... Uh, uh, Julius Malema is omnipresent. He's, he's like God. He's, he's like God. He's have, everywhere. Has he adopted God qualities now? He's everywhere. <laughs> uh, the, the inspiration of Julius Malema uh, for us to achieve freedom freedom in our lifetime, it is everywhere. You go into the street corner, there's a red parade. There is a struggle that is taking place. That's why they get So the inspiration is everywhere. So... Just give us a sense. So when, when, when the Marikana tragedy happened, uh, Julius Malema in person, 
uh, went there and 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 was there and he was visible and so on. It wasn't it wasn't the EFF's aura that was there. It was Julius Malema himself, and that was considered as symbolic. Why has Julius Malema not been seen on university campuses? Uh, responsibility of the criminal it is not the sole responsibility of Julius Malema. It is the responsibility of everyone who believes uh, that the seed must fall, who must always be on the ground. We have the student command team. But is this is this is this ground. cause is this cause of, of, of just access to education, particularly for the young black person, is this not so important that it would warrant the attention of at least one of the executives uh, in the EFF, Julius Malema or Floyd Chivambo or 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 um um, I, I forget. I forget. No, I count myself. Mm. Help, help me. Help me to understand why. How is this thing not so important that it requires one of them to at least show, show, show face on on the campuses? No, it, it is important. Actually, it is our priority uh, on that issue, and that is why even on the twenty seventh uh, of this month, we're going to be taking a, a big march to the financial sector institutions. Uh, such as the Chamber of Mines, the NJSC, and also the Reserve Bank. We are going to be uh, supporting uh, the students around these issues. Uh, not only students, but even the community who are affected by these issues of the finances. Now, Arasaf, we have seen students uh, decide to, to, to mount these 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 demonstrations outside of political formation. So we can't say that it's the ANC Youth League or it's the EFF or any other political party that is leading these. These these seem to be driven by by non-aligned political forces. Uh, why do you think that young people are seeing themselves or, or are seeing it better to express themselves outside of political parties? No, it is not that real that they see that they have to express themselves outside the political parties. You will remember that uh, the old uh, political parties have been but the new EFF has inspired uh, the confidence in the young people to take issues uh, themselves. You know, uh, if you remember, it is even uh, for the first time that uh, since the commission of the EFF, we have seen the high uh, level of the student activism uh, taking place, particularly. Uh, Around the issues of the sea, I'm still, I'm still, and and I like to 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 push you, Arasaf, because I still don't understand that you're saying that the EFF inspired it, but the students did not come to the EFF. Uh, to carry this 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 battle for them, they have decided to go it alone, and the EFF seems to simply either be unattached or jumping onto what the students themselves are pushing. Uh, the 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 face of this of of the movement, at least on on the on the Vitz campus, has been Nompendulum Kachwa, who has been seen as an ANC person. So the, the, it it seems like the EFF is absent, and this is where I would have expected the EFF to be at its most vocal. Is this not what young people voted for for when they voted EFF in? No, it's not true that uh, the EFF has ever been on the ground in this. Uh, we've been there. Our student command team has been, uh, 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 has been part of that uh, the, the signal vote in this. 
And so I disagree with you when you're saying we've not been there. No, no. So I understand that, but young people are driving this outside of the political formation. So when you think Marikana, you think EFF, you guys have done a sterling job in terms of, of, of really carrying the struggle for the miners in Marikana. We cannot say the same of the EFF on university campuses. And the question is why? Why are young people deciding that the EFF is not the right vehicle to carry this particular message for them? No, uh, you are incorrect. Because if you said uh, this year's SRC election, since we have uh, launched our student team, it has given a start for a hygiene. It is for the first time in the history of start for that this year. Have a strong opposition, uh, like uh, the EFF students win. You know, so, and the students have always sided with the EFF in the each and every institution of higher learning. Arisav, let me uh, ask you what is the EFF policy on education, specifically at the higher level? Uh, no, our policy is very clear that uh, the education must be free from the three up to the first uh, degree. And the we are not expecting uh, our kids to be paid education. So that's why we've been as well calling for the nationalization of mines and other strategic sectors so that they can fund the education of our kids. Because the education of a black child can never be compromised again anymore. So, um, so basically you're saying that nationalize the mines, use the money from the mines to make free education. Is that what you're saying? That's what we are saying. All right. What are your What are your thoughts on on uh, how how the students you know a lot of lot of uh, contentious issues on Twitter about people saying that the the students have a point, but the way in which they're doing it is not the not the right way. What are your thoughts on that? No, uh, the, the students. This is the only uh, language that they play to the manners of this well. They understand. There's been a lot of uh, memorandums that have been submitted to the Department of Education and Learning, but those in fact lines. So this is the only language that this government would have to understand. And it's either they cooperate with the young people or this country will be taken over by the young people. Because the young people have uh, better ideas, have fresh ideas that can develop uh, this country. The same education actually the same education system of this country, it creates the nation of the seekers, instead of uh, creating uh, the nation of uh, economic drivers and developers. All right, Arisav, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, Arisav is part of the EFF regional team here on the ground in Johannesburg. Um, interesting that the EFF, uh, at least they've got a plan, I suppose. They well, think they're going to nationalize the mines and then make it all free. Yeah, but you see, it doesn't answer today. It doesn't answer the struggle of young people today. They are out in the streets and they are not expressing themselves through the EFF. In fact, if there is a symbol of the struggle, at least on the Viz campus, it has not been the Red Beret. The symbol of the struggle has been the turban. The uh, woman's turban. The woman's turban. You've mm. seen all of them, and I, I, I think it, it was inspired. It was inspired by Nombendulo, um, picture. So that has been the symbol, and it still raises the question: Then are political parties still relevant um, in in this era, in this generation? Are political parties relevant? And the sense is no. 
uh, clearly we're, we're not seeing them we're not seeing them playing a leadership role we're not seeing them pro- providing an inspiration to the students we're seeing them fighting over who is on campus and who is not there's been this raging uh, argument on campuses about DASO whether DASO has been there or not what it represents and so on so this for me then raises a big question it raises a big question about political parties and the role they play ANC Youth League look at the leadership on of the ANC Youth League one we have not really heard anything they've just they've they've blamed uh, old uh, Bladen Zimander well that was an interesting move right, right? Yeah, it's an interesting move, but again, you're missing the point. So you blamed Blade Zamande. That does not touch on the issue of the, the young person who is on the ground marching. Mm. So again, the question becomes, do the people that are in the positions in the ANC Youth League represent me as, as, as a student on the ground? And the answer seemingly is no. And that is why young people are saying, look, I'm going to go outside of this formation that is a political party. By the way, a political party that has so much hierarchy and bureaucracy and so on. You will remember in a recent show, um, the DA is the DA really racist? Mm-hmm. Uh, a young person was gagged. She was supposed to come and be and be a guest on the show. And, and she then called us. She, in fact, she didn't call us. Uh, a the senior, a senior yeah. in the party called us and said uh, she will no longer be attending. Right, so young people are also just struggling to find. Young people are also struggling to just find uh, their expression within these political formations, and that is why so, uh, that is why somebody like Zikisa, uh, Rhodes University SRC president, would say, "I'm actually just happy going uh, going at this alone." The question that that I think maybe we should bring Zikiswa in on here, we've got him on the line still, uh, is is it a is it a policy issue, i.e. those policies don't uh, work for me, or is it a trust issue, i.e. I don't trust the political parties and the leadership within the political parties to actually take my stuff forward? Um, Zikiswa, your thoughts? Zikiswa, are you there? Hmm. Have we lost the, the gremlins? The gremlins. All right, uh, let's let's. But I mean, it, it's a good it's a good thought. Yeah. Uh, well, what are your so, thoughts? So, to the extent then that political parties are not taking up uh, are not picking up the mantle, we're seeing the 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 the, the social sector, the non profit sectors stepping in, and organisations like Equal Education uh, are the ones that are at are, are becoming the advocates. Of, of education issues. So perhaps let's speak to somebody who sits outside of politics to let us know what is it about political parties that young people are finding so disenchanting, particularly on issues as important as this. Right. Joining us on the line now is Nombululelo Nyatela. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Nombululelo, good morning to you. Morning. Thank you so much for joining us. You're part of um, Equal Education. Yes. What I am. does Equal Education feel about the unequal fees? Well, um, we, we came out very strongly um, as equal education, obviously against the commodification of, of education in general, and we are fully in support of the students across the country um, right now who are asking for there to be no fee increments. Um, we're obviously think that the commodification of, um, of education is actually a threat um, to, 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 to access to education and obviously an unconstitutional limitation as well. So we really are in support of these um, students and we think that um, we agree with them that there should be no fee increments at all, that there should be a moratorium on all fee increments in all institutions of higher learning. How, you know, there's been a call for free education at the high level. Um, How do you believe that South Africa as a country will be able to afford this? 
Well, we don't. South Africa is not a poor country. Um, we obviously don't have everything going well. Um, we're not a perfect country, but I don't. We're not. We're not as poor as as other African countries. And other African countries are able to spend much more on higher education. But I think the biggest thing is that we need political will. And if there's political will, we can get a lot of things done. Um, if you remember the Balintsebo report that was released in 2010, which was actually commissioned by the Minister of, of Higher Education at the time, Baby Zimande, um, which was actually meant to look at the funding model of higher learning institutions and how um, we can improve that and how we can actually realize free education. It said explicitly that there should be the progressive realization of free education. Um, that was one of the recommendations. And of course, many other recommendations we've made on how we should make those positive interventions. This was in 2010, um, and we don't know why um, we are in 2015, and many of those recommendations seem to be falling behind. So it's not that the country doesn't know that we need free education, it's not that the minister doesn't know that we need free education, it's not that learners don't know that, I mean, students don't know that they need free education. It's a matter of really implementing what is, has been said over the years. And a matter of having political work implement um, pre-education or moving towards pre-education in South Africa. Nombulelo, we are seeing young people, particularly on this issue, deciding to express themselves outside of political formations. Uh, you guys work in and around, you're not a political organization, but you work in and around political formations and so on. Why do you think that's this particular issue? Uh, young people are not willing, seemingly not willing to trust politicians with it. Student movements over the years have taken different forms and shapes. Um, and often student movements, the, the strength of a student movement, um, student movement is that there has to be independent um, from the mainstream politics political people. So even if we look at what, what should happen is that even organizations like SASCO, like DASO, should in fact be more independent, should be independent from the mainstream political mother body, so to speak. That is very important for student formations because that is how they've been able to wage battles over the years. And I think that when we look at the wave um, of, of protests this entire year, we've seen that many students, yes, are moving away from these political parties, but they are not apolitical. And it's not like that they, they don't understand the political context in which they exist. And I think we must make that differentiate, differentiate, differentiate between that. I mean, that even though they're not um, part of mainstream politics, they're not part of the ANC or the DA or the ESF, they don't want to be associated with that. They are not apolitical at all. They understand that they are, their struggles are very much political. And it's very important for student formations in any case to be independent from those political parties because actually, for example, when they must march to the Department of Basic of Department of Higher Education, when they must march to government, um, you know, they should not feel conflicted. They shouldn't feel like they can't do that. Um, they must feel very much empowered to do that. They must feel like they can sometimes complement the government, but sometimes very strongly come out across and contradict the government. That is a very good thing. Um, student formations must remain independent. It's the only way that students can wait genuine struggles of students. Mm, okay, so let me ask you this as equal education. Um, what are your thoughts on NESFAS? On NESFAS? That's uh, right. On? Yes, you're 100% right, NESFAS. Oh, okay. I thought that, well, I mean, this was obviously a, um, a victory at the time that it was implemented in um, 91. It was 
definitely a victory for those students that couldn't afford anything. Um, but like we're saying, the bilingual report um, was meant to completely reform NASFIS and completely, um, you know, turn it into a way to implement free education. So NASFIS should not be um, the ultimate goal. It should be sort of an, an interim thing, um, an end, a means to an end. Um, you know, so we've had NASFIS for a while now, and students are up to their eyeballs in debt as we speak, paying it back. Um, we should be thinking about how we scrap those debts. We should be thinking about how um, we make NASFIS a way to introduce free education in South Africa. Well, I don't think we need to scrap those debts because it, it, it looks like NASFIS is doing a pretty rubbish job at collecting the loans anyway. So uh, there's definitely something broken there. I mean, Rory, NASFIS is doing a great job. They've uh, they've assisted 1.5 million students since they started, dispersed 50 billion in funds. But just to give you an idea, 2010... Um, the good years of South Africa with the Zucker oh, okay. <laughs> 636 million rand was recovered in that year, uh, from loan repayments. Uh, by 2015, only 247.5 million rand was recovered. There's a huge problem here that the system looks broken. The truth is that students can't afford any more than they could afford when they were in varsity. Um, and that is, um, something that we have to definitely look at is that, you know, many of these students are first generation graduates in their families. Um, they have their first jobs and they are not getting paid as much as they, they should be. Um, they can't afford to pay back the loans. They can't afford to pull out their entire families out of poverty. So it's a very difficult thing, um, you know, and, you know, NASFIS used to blacklist some of these students um, when they couldn't pay back their loans and they couldn't then do anything. They couldn't leave. Um, they couldn't access jobs, so even when they had their degrees. I think that um, you know, it's a very complex issue, and we must look at it in that way. Of course, um, those who can pay back the loans must pay them back so that they can feed back into the system um, and be able to fund other students. But, you know, we must understand this in the context of the socioeconomic um, politics in South Africa, that many of these students, these first-generation graduates, really can't afford um, to either pay back masters, some of them don't even get jobs after graduating, and some of them have three generations of families to try and pull out of poverty once they graduate. Nombulelo, the just just going back to the question of why young people are choosing to to find the expression outside of uh, political movements. Um, do you do do you get the sense as well that? Uh, as 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 young people accumulate all of this debt, um, and they have nowhere to go, so they they really don't have anywhere to go. So I've accumulated a, a, a big pile of student debt. Um, it is holding my life back. Do you feel that they're increasingly becoming just disenchanted with the way in which uh, society seems to be geared, stacked up against them? So you come out, you've got your first degree, you're speaking about this first-in-family uh, scenario. You come out, you're the first-in-family, and then you have to, you're saddled with all of this debt. Uh, how, how in your, in your work, how have, how have you seen maybe different agencies on so on trying to deal with the issue of, of the student debt. Is anyone even listening to young people who are complaining about uh, the fact that even when I do have an education, it's just so expensive? Uh, I don't think... I think that young people definitely feel like they're not being listened to or heard. Um, and that is really what's going to happen. So this, these protests are definitely going to give 
way to a bigger social uprising in society. Um, our parents can't afford, so the workers are definitely going to join this process probably at some point, and the young people who are unable to access higher education in any case. So people are definitely very frustrated, and I think that organizations don't know what to do. Um, even though some uh, private capitalists tend to give bursaries, it's still just not enough. Um, and, you know, I think that more needs to be done. There's definitely a big frustration from all corners in the country, um, and everybody knows that there's a lot more that needs to be done. I don't think enough is being done. In our line of work, we work with, obviously, learners who are in township and rural schools. Many of them will never see the doors of higher education. They know this, um, and, and they also feel like they should be joining the process because, actually, they have direct interest in what is happening right now. One of the issues or reasons why political parties uh, might be left out of this is is they're seen as uh, we heard uh, in the in the in the audio clip that we played that one young person saying uh, we don't want we must keep our eyes on the ball we want don't want politicians to come here and divide us. Um, you're seeing young people in South Africa approaching this issue from different sides. There are young people who are saying. Uh, you know, we need to fight this battle. This is an important battle. And most of them, unfortunately, are just black, right? And then you're seeing other young people. And, of course, we, let, let's not pretend like there aren't any white people. We're seeing white learn white students, for example, on the UCT campus who, mm-hmm. who formed that human chain around uh, black black students. So there, 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 there is a smidgen, perhaps, of, of white students as well, and, and, and which is commendable. But then on the other side, you're seeing other 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 young people saying uh why are you guys doing this why are you getting in the way of education uh you know why don't you just uh, work hard uh you know we, we we got this interesting comment from a guy called Douglas Kruger who's a supposed um motivational speaker who said uh, trash your university overturn cars dance in the street and set things on fire there are those of us who will read books and quietly build businesses let's see who prospers and who stays poor so you're seeing this divide in opinion you're seeing this divide in perspective as somebody who works at the coalface of these issues what would how would you encourage the young people of South Africa to keep their eyes on the ball on this issue and not to be allowed to be divided by by, by petty issues I mean, certainly, privilege, um, white privilege in particular, um, has a way of coming out when these things happen um, in a way that can either further divide or really make students unite. And I think in this case, students are definitely uniting against um, these things that want to divide them. So I think, um, obviously, keep your eyes on the ball. I think that we must all focus on, 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 on the end goal, and that is what we actually want for our education system. Um, why we want an equal education system, um, and, and that is what unites us all. That is what unites the white people and the black people, the ESF and SESCO and Ritz University, is the fact that everybody wants a better education system, and that's what we should be focusing on. Um, of course, those comments will always come in, in any protest, in any case, there will always be opportunists. There will always be those who want to act violent. There will always be those um, you know, who come and, and try and want to be a protest and, and just look like they are the ones um, who are doing more than others. And I think that students must just focus on the fact that they are trying to make history. They are changing an education system right now. I mean, it's a very historic moment. It's a great time to live in South Africa right now. And I think this is going to give um, definitely a way for a social uprising across the board um, with our parents um, in their workplaces, with young people in schools who won't be able to get higher education. 
and certainly with the people that wanted to expatriate couldn't. And they're falling through the cracks right now and they're sitting at home. They definitely want to join those places. So I think that's where students should focus on changing history. You sound excited by the prospects of a social uprising. Uh, what 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 do you think uh, such a social uprising will look like? And what do you say to to young people? A lot of our listeners who are saying, "Well, that doesn't sound very exciting." <laughs> what exactly do you mean by a social uprising? It's definitely very exciting. Often um, we we protest in silos um, and we wage struggles sort of in our different corners. And for once, our struggles are interlinked. So for example, when we saw it, but that the workers came out to protest with the students, it was really the parents of the students saying that we can't afford these fees. Actually, we understand. Um, and this is very exciting because what this means is that for once, we all understand what is at stake and we're all willing to stand together. It's a very exciting moment. Um, you know, for the many students that wanted to go to the university and UCT and Rhodes but couldn't because they can't afford fees. This is their moment right now to also stand up and be counted. For the parents that really are too poor, um, you know, um, to get bank loans, but have too much money to get masters, and therefore can't get their students in school, they should also be joining the process. It's a very exciting moment, um, you know, for everyone to speak out and say, we definitely need change. And... So what about the middle class? So we're seeing, you know, a lot of us are going into our workplaces. We're unaffected by this. We don't live or work anywhere near Bramfontein uh, in the in the instance of Wits. Uh, and we're just going on with our lives, to be honest. Uh, you know, this this thing can happen without us. Uh, what's the message? What message would you then say to us uh, as young professionals and even black professionals who have been through the system and have actually and are looking back and saying, but I survived. You guys must survive too. I think the middle class would be in great denial if they thought this didn't affect them. Um, for one, many of us who are deemed the middle class are in debt. I'm still paying back uh, university bank loans, for example, and I know many of my friends, many of my colleagues, and many of my peers are doing the same. It doesn't matter that you have a nice office and a nice car and a little flat to live in. The truth is that higher education has been burdensome to you as well. So I think that that's the way we should think of it as well, is that, um, you know, it's very excited not to look at the struggle very holistically and where we go from here. Um, you know, you have to think about even the next generations that are coming. So if you have children now, Will you, be able, will you be able to afford higher education for them by the time they need to get into higher education? I don't think so. At the rate at which the education system is growing, the rate at which it's being commodified, many won't be able to access higher education um, going forward. So I think that the middle class must definitely think far further than um, where they are right now. They must think about the future and also think about how um, the system has burdened them as well. You know the interesting thing about the middle class, <clears throat> and and I'd like to talk on behalf of the middle class here. You see, because <laughs> I am I am middle class. But the interesting thing about middle class is they're really defensive. Like s- students go on strike, and then suddenly everyone is defensive about why they're doing this and the way in which they're doing this is pathetic. And you know, other people, you know, they're forcing other people not to learn. But the question that I have, and I'm not saying that you need to answer this, but the question that I have is, surely an educated society is a better society. Surely the people that can um, get into these tertiary institutions, and by that I mean they actually get to the qualifications of um, their degree that they want to study in, 
we should make it as easy as possible for those people to study to the highest level so that we can educate as many people in South Africa so that we have a better informed South Africa, a better educated South Africa. And, and then hopefully we can build a, a bigger economy that goes beyond 1.9%. I mean, I feel like you've answered the question. I mean, you've thank you, thank call. you. I just wanted to put it, you. It there, was so a monologue. It was a, it was a monologue veiled as if as if you were asking a question. <laughs> all, all, all he actually wants for from us right now is a round of applause. Thank so let's uh, well, done. well done, well done, well done, well done. Thank you. Go ahead, Nombulelo. Um, I just want to say that definitely an educated society is a better society. Um, and the middle class. Oh, I apologize. I have a bit of flu. We know that spring, that spring vibe. You see now she has flu and then she hangs up on she, us. She coughs so hard she... She yeah. coughs so hard she ended the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting Somebody thought Somebody get though. a CPR, huh? It is, yeah, I hope she's okay. It's yeah. an interesting thought though. I mean, we've like so many people complaining, so many people shouting and going mad on us and, and so on. But, but here's the issue, you know, like why, why is this not a South African issue? Why is this not? I feel like and, this is and, so and polarized. Why is this, this not is a why, issue? And this is why it's a positive that pol- political parties are not are not involved or are not leading this thing, right? And this is how, this is what's probably allowed it to be a, a unified stand, as Nombulelo has said, because we have not allowed politicians to get in there and to divide us ac- according to party lines. Now, true to form as South Africans, we are naturally dividing ourselves according to color lines, and I insist that this is not a black issue, right? Black people are affected. Black people are the worst affected, let's put it that way. But this is not a black issue. The, 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 ki- the, the students who are out there who are protesting are not protesting that black student fees must fall. Mm. They're protesting that fees must fall for the black young person as well as the white young person. And so we need to, 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 to forget about this uh, thing that, oh, no, black. we don't even need to take sides on this, frankly. If you're not a student at WITS, why are you taking sides? Why are you standing on the sidelines and saying... Shouting and the shouting odds, yeah. the, Why? Right? It doesn't affect you, you do, and you're busy pointing fingers. Why are you not looking at that and saying, wow? Number one, it's a sign of desperation. It's one thing if you have somewhere to go to if this education thing falls apart for you. But what if... You had to get onto two trains and a bus to get to Wits, and now you, the prospects of you finishing are, are at risk simply because you don't have money. And you've got a judgmental twat sitting on the sidelines <laughs> who wants to tell you that, uh, no, keep on, keep on, uh, keep on dancing in the streets and so on. We are going to prosper while you do it. I think this is where young people have an opportunity to unite. Not around an issue that affects a particular race necessarily, but around an issue that affects all of them. And you say, you know what? It is true. Fees must fall. Mm. This is a great opportunity, South Africans. The question is, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to take it in, in our hands and use it as an opportunity to unite across color lines, across class lines, and to really force a, a change in the education system? Or are we going to do the classic thing that we do when such opportunities present themselves, divide ourselves ag- along color lines. Some of us are just going to act as if we're, we're unaffected. Yep. And is that then going to deepen the wounds and the divides be- in society? I mean, just to give you an idea, Rory, like, let's look at what these proposed figures are. Um, going you know, from University of KwaZulu-Natal, 45,000 to 68,000. Is that an annual fee? That's an annual fee. Mm. UJ, 32 to 49. 
Free State 26 to 39, uh, Northwest University 40 to 61. Now keep in mind as well, not only do you have to pay the fees, but you have to pay a deposit as well to secure your place, which I agree with, but the problem is the deposit is so high now that it, it's starting to alienate people. A friend of mine just did a just did a thesis, um, a master's thesis on on student funding, and uh, she says, "Look, the, the issue is that number one, for you to get to, so you have to get to university to apply. If you are living in some rural area somewhere, you don't have the transport money to get there, and then you need that one thousand, two thousand, five thousand rand uh, application fee, and then you need. So she says, just just to get in is a problem enough." Without you then having to get in And even when you get a bursary Does it cover everything? And most of the time it doesn't I mean, we could go on for hours on this And I think the main point is Very exciting to see that uh, that Students are not waiting for political parties To drive the agenda But are actually going out and doing this themselves um, I'm very excited about this I say Amandla to them I, I'm very excited about the fact that We are seeing a revolution in our times and it is scary for some people specifically white people they don't know what's going on but get involved and let's see where we're at um so so that's what i think check out the podcast www.cliffcentral.com forward slash konza show we will be back next week change the world the The konza show on cliffcentral.com